0: Bonjour, and welcome to the French Tech Australia podcast. I'm your host, Thibaut Inondo, and I'll be co-hosting this show with my friend Alex. La French Tech is a unique movement, bringing together startups, investors, policymakers, and community builders. With a network of 38 hubs in France and 48 others internationally, La French Tech is empowering local ecosystem on the tech scene. Our goal with this podcast is to give a platform to tech change-makers in Australia so that their entrepreneurial journey can inspire you to take action. 29 billion Australian dollars. That's how much the real estate services market weights in Australia, a market that has for decades been heavily relying on a key player to operate, the middleman. However, in the wake of the platformization of ways, ways of consuming and the generalization of a service-based economy, new actors have started to pop up in the real estate industry.
1: Evan Leboris is our guest today. In 2019, he launched Early Match, a platform connecting home sellers and buyers. His startup is on a mission to make the process of buying and selling property in Australia transparent, cost-effective and trust-free for both parties. Together, we will explore the ways for a startup to make some noise in a long established industry.
0: Evan, Welcome to the podcast. Hi Tibor, hi Alex. Thank you for having me. It's a it's an absolute pleasure to to have you on the podcast to uh, tackle this uh, uh, very interesting matter of the real estate industry that is uh, always buzzing in Australia. Um, yeah, it's an absolute pleasure to have you here. And I guess we'll we'll start with the, the first question. Um, how did you land in Australia, and what was your uh, your background for that. Uh, I think you've been here for about eight years now. Um, yeah, can you run through your Australian background?
2: Yeah, sure. So it has been uh, almost ten years now, uh, and I landed here a bit by chance. Actually, my my background is information system engineering, and I set up uh, mm-hmm. an IT uh, innovation lab in uh, in Nantes, um, back in France and with my partner we just wanted to have an experience overseas for one or two years and we ended up uh, in, in australia we didn't know anything about it uh, it looks like uh, we never found the way back to the airport and um, in the meantime yes uh, many things have been uh, achieved and because of um, the difference of culture, and because you see things differently, yeah, you you can find, for my part anyway, um, projects and, and problems uh, that can I can identify with a different culture, and I ended up uh, creating two different startups. Uh, and yeah, my my passion to to create stuff, you know, I think started from the engineering engineering school where actually I was starting to do some freelance contracts uh, already back in the days.
0: Oh, it's yeah, such an exciting background. You mentioned um, an innovation lab created in France. Um, what was the, the the trigger? I guess that was your was it your first en- entrepreneurial experience? Um, I would say first entrepreneurial was
2: for the engineering school with the mm-hmm. contract I got uh, for the junior enterprise. Um, yeah, and then it's it's just that. Uh, I was passionate about technology and so on, and things were not moving fast when you work in a big company. And I started actually to offer my service from an innovation point of view as a contractor. And step by step, we we finished with a friend of mine in not uh, creating an innovation lab that became the 25th uh, fastest growing company in France in 2011. Um, and yeah, so we, we love um, playing with the technology. Back then it was in 2008. We built the biggest multi-touch screen, uh, 100 inches diagonally. It's like a, a gigantic uh, iPhone. That was the beginning of the iPhone at that time. Um yeah, we were specializing in um, the interface between uh, the machine and human. So all about user interface and. Yeah, back then the the, the, the the key UX UI were not very popular. Uh, it's very, very very popular now.
0: So from you know contracting to then uh, founding this uh, innovation innovation lab, to now having your two companies SafeMate and EarlyMatch, uh, focusing more by the way on SafeMate and EarlyMatch, what problems were you trying to tackle by founding those two companies?
2: Yeah, so. It, it's always it always comes with um, the pain that you can experience as a user or customer uh for me so first safe mate actually it was a, a small surfing accident that i had um back in uh, france uh, 15 years ago and there was no technical solution at that time so i didn't have a I didn't come up with any solution at that time. And it's only a few years later that when I arrived in Australia, I saw this culture of safety. And at the same time, that was a moment where contactless payments came uh, mainstream in Australia and people were getting used to NFC technology. And then I saw how the um, uh, emergency uh, department were structured in Australia and all the IT Uh, um, component they were using, we are working together and I ended up actually uh, creating a system that um, um, accelerates the communication from the moment there is an accident and someone, the first responder finds the the, the patient. Um, So we accelerate the communication between the data from the patient to the paramedics. Um, this is what we are doing and we have been doing for the last six years. And we are, have a coverage of 100% in Queensland because we have been working with Queensland Ambulance Service for the last three years. And so when a paramedics turn up uh, to an um, emergency and they can get the emergency information of the patient even if he's is uh, um, not uh, conscious and um, yeah so this is better outcome from health point of view because they've got the right information to make the right decision so this is for um safe mates um, and then for early match it's because i've been so i've, I've moved seven six times uh, in sydney And I've been exposed to, you know, the relationship of real estate agents. And even if I was only a tenant, I I can feel that um, there was something off in this industry. Um, And then uh, I never imagined myself to uh, buy, you know, at auction uh, this way, you know, coming from France. So, so, yeah, Yeah. um, I did a bit more digging about that. Um, I realized that there, it was a major um, friction uh, the way people buy or sell the property in Australia because actually there is only one way. There is one way, you don't have the, an alternative, and this is uh, the agent way. Uh, you like it or not, the, currently the um, solutions are uh, totally agent-centric. Where yeah. um, I'm coming from is that I've got uh, as well a background of product uh, management, Uh, very customer centric. And I really thought that there is something to do here. Um, And uh, this is a very um, tough um, industry uh, to enter in, uh, especially when you are no one uh, in that industry. And this is why actually I, I, I went into this project because initially I won a startup contest through an accelerator. Um yeah, so maybe it's going to be another topic <laughs> for you. Yeah, for sure. About our, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: It's very interesting, this um, engineer turned entrepreneur and going through project management and um, just using his personal experience to just found businesses. I wanna, uh, obviously the, the purpose of this podcast today is to focus on what early match is bringing to the real estate market, as you just mentioned, very hard market to uh, to enter and to make a, make a name for yourself. Um, could you just expose to us um, what's early match business model? Yes, sure. So the initial idea of early match
2: was to tackle the issue for buyers to not see what is going to come on the market. Uh, today, if you know you try to buy a property, uh, you go on real estate domain, and this is where 99% of the stock, uh, current stock is, and you can only see properties that are available to sell right now. That means you cannot see what is going to be on the market in one month, two months, three months, even more. And um, there was a, a lack of visibility of. Uh, the stock that is coming in the market and for a buyer you know you don't want to say okay i'm going to buy this property right now but yeah maybe uh, the, the next next month's gonna be a much better um things on the market for me so giving visibility uh, was a, a driver for me and because i moved so many times uh My partner who was actually, you know, she's in charge of uh, the nest and she was looking for um, ads on these portals. And because we are moving roughly at the same period of the year, every year, she knew before it was going to be listed, which property are going to be available uh, on the market to rent because she was focusing on a very, uh, you know, specific suburb. So just by memory, she remember, oh, yes, this one, it was left that exactly at the same time last year. So, so but we can anticipate a, a bit, you know, if, you know, she's able to say that. And I was, it was a bet initially, you know, with the amount of data there there is around in, in property, uh, why, on the, uh, why uh, we don't have better, anticipation of what is going to be on the market. And that was the initial pitch to the um, uh, Blue Chili Stockland Accelerator, uh, trying to predict what is going to be on the market um, based on different metrics, uh, different data points that we could collect uh, publicly. And we ended up actually creating something much more simple, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, because this is, uh, the purpose of, a, I would say an accelerator to, to develop, uh, your, your startup in a very lean way and not aim, you know, directly for the uh, final product. You know, you, you need to do baby steps uh, first. And the first step was just to create a quick platform where you just ask buyers and sellers what their plan is and um, so you just ask you know are you planning to sell in you know six months time and nine months time what kind of property blah 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 and so we started to to create a, a match maker based on expression of interest to buy and sell and this is that's what became that's what became early matchmaker. in terms of regulation
1: we have some question questions as well with uh, Thibault about the real estate industry um we know it's very process driven um, before to um, launch early much, did you have a, a close look into what kind of regulation uh, there is, and if so, what has been uh, your observations? Not at all. <laughs> okay.
2: <laughs> the, so um, because I entered in that space through a startup contest, uh, there were plenty, plenty of moving parts, and checking regulation was not on the top of my list to to start with you know it anything was possible so don't put too much constraint on it um yeah so you don't know how it's going to end up so yeah i would say regulation would be more at the end unless you are in finance and you really need a, a, a license from from day one but yeah in my in my situation that was not sure that we were going to need a license and so it's only probably yeah six or eight months later that we realized that to implement the business model we wanted to implement we needed a license um, so yeah I entered into this uh, industry very naively um, and because I was not part of this industry that was in a way helpful because I could think outside of the box and have a very, very user-centric uh, approach, which is for me for this project the, the key, uh, because yeah, this is how we managed to provide a, a different solution—not uh, agent-centric, but customer-centric. Um, yeah, so at some point I had to, to stop uh, uh, working on the product, stop working on uh, uh, the commercialization and go to um, a training center and get uh, my license sorted out. And luckily, that was before a change of regulation that would have made my uh, journey much, much, much uh, more harder. So luckily, I did it before the change of regulation, and I managed to get my class one uh, real estate license. Which allows me now to even have a a network of real estate agencies in Australia, uh, New South Wales to start with. So, yeah, I I am for the um, IS license um, uh, so that I can do actually anything that a real estate uh, agency uh, is doing. But we are not using the same technique. We've got the same license, but we are not doing the same thing.
1: Wonderful. Um, As well, well, there's this COVID-19, there's a pandemic. Uh, fortunately, in Australia, we're not as much impacted anymore. But for example, in Melbourne, it's been uh, um, hard for people to visit apartments or houses because everyone uh, was in lockdown. Um, and you created early March during the COVID. So could you just uh, share with us some insight, if you have any, about um, yeah creating a business during COVID-19, and especially in the rest of uh, industry where you need people to visit the apartment? Uh, are you thinking of using maybe uh, new technologies that people can visit without being uh, present uh, for people that can be all across Australia? Or what is kind of, um, yeah, the, the, the mindset of early match uh, moving forward um, and and knowing that we are in a kind of still in COVID-19 situation and that it can come back from, uh, from a day or another?
2: All right, um, okay, big topic. Um, So more exactly, we started um, early match way before COVID. That was in uh, 2019. So almost one year before. Uh, That was not the operational version of early match. That was still the uh, baby steps and what we are going to do. Uh, And so we ended up with, okay, we roughly know what we are going to do Uh, end of 2019. And this is when actually I started to do my um, fundraising. And at the same time, I was starting to work on my license. So um, what um, caused me some headaches that I was doing my uh, fundraising in the middle of COVID. I tried to close mm. it just before, but uh, uh, that, was not, that was too tight. And I ended up uh, losing, um, yeah, one or two investors who initially uh, accepted to join the round uh, because of uh, yeah, bad performance on the stock market, and they couldn't, yeah, they did not want to invest anymore uh, at that time. So yeah, for me the difficulty was to uh, close the round uh, while we were still in the very early days of COVID. So we ma- managed to to get my I would say, um, uh, private investors in May 2020, so in the middle of the tough time. And then, because I was part of the, an accelerator, I had a follow-on investment from uh, a VC, Artesian. Uh, later, probably in September 2020. And so my my challenge at that time was to prove as well that early match was still uh, relevant in a COVID time. And that was, um, yeah, first because we were, you know, highly digital. Uh, and so that was a good thing for us. And for all the other um, uh, aspects of, you know, buying or selling a property, as you mentioned, uh, different, you know, virtual inspection, virtual auctions. Uh, w- we don't do that. It, it's a, it's a product uh, in itself, uh, and you've got plenty of uh, startups addressing these specific uh, problems. And yeah, during COVID, yeah, you, there, there is a, a company specializing in um, online auction. That's yeah, that was a good time for them. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Definitely. Uh, um, yeah, so that puts a lot of products on, you know, the front of the scene uh, to do things differently. And uh, some of them are going to stay. Some of them are going to, um, uh, yeah, it's going to be a hybrid, an hybrid uh, situation. Uh, agents have discovered new ways of working uh, more remotely. And part of that is going to, to stay um yeah so for us yeah covid in terms of product no change um and we actually just it has helped us to see what was and detect what was uh, the good tools to use with early match uh, to be able to work uh, remotely Uh, did i answer all the aspects of your questions i don't remember
0: yeah yeah it yeah it's perfect thank you this it's an amazing story of resilience, uh, closing around for startups that is uh, aiming at disrupting a little bit the one of the long established um, industry as the the real estate. Um, if we uh, just rewind a little bit and go back in time to uh, the startup competition you won and the startup accelerator that helps you uh, shape the project, I guess what we want to touch on is how. How did that, you know, um, being surrounded by those people in this um, accelerator, how did that help you, uh, yeah, shape your idea into getting into this industry, uh, you know, facing a lot of regulations obviously to enter, and uh, the uh, very um, agent-centric process? How did uh, going through the accelerator help you?
2: Okay. So, there are many, 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 many accelerators in Australia, in the world. Uh, There are new accelerators all the time. So, yeah, if you think you would like to join an accelerator for your startup idea, uh, you really need to make sure that it's going to bring value to your project, depending on the stage you are at. And that it's an adapted uh, accelerator for your industry that you got the um, relevant mentors and network. So because I already did a startup before, things get goes much 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 for much faster uh, when you are a second time founder, because you don't do the same mistakes and you know maybe more the shortcuts. and for for me, I decided to join the the accelerator for a few reasons. so, first one was that that was an accelerator that was backed up. This program, this cohort was backed up by Stockland, which is, you know, uh, a large, large company in, in that space. So it's always very good when you start a project from scratch, you are nothing to have a big name uh, near you. And um, because, yeah, just when you present things, say oh, it's, it's not somebody in his garage alone. And so, yeah, so the relationship with the industry uh, and big players is uh, was a key factor for me to to accept the 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 deal with the accelerator. Um, then through an accelerator as well, uh, you are uh, straight away eligible to a tax incentive for investors that gives them 20% offset on their tax back. Uh, 20% of what they're going to invest in your company. So th- this is called the ASIC status. And yeah, mm-hmm. you, you need to have uh, enough points or meet many criteria to, to be eligible. And joining an accelerator um, gives you uh, yeah this status uh, easily. Um, then with an accelerator, they've got the network of investors as well. So that helps you with, you know, uh, to to build your first network of investors. If you don't have any, I spent a lot of time to build mine with my first startup. So um, yeah, I know that has value to to be able to uh, to reach investors more easily. And then the accelerator got access to different um, talented people who have been through your industry and can provide advice for free. Uh, while you are uh, in the accelerator, so yeah, I managed to reach out to you know, uh, main players working at domain or this kind of thing. So this this that was a that gives you very very valuable um, insights of what you should know and where your competition is going as well. So yeah, this kind of information uh, is very valuable and. Um, you need to make sure that if you join an accelerator, you are going to have enough time as well to uh, dedicate to your project, uh, because they are taking equity, and if you don't use uh, yeah. what is provided during the time of the accelerator, it, it's it's uh, yeah you are losing opportunities. You have to make the most of it, and uh, uh, yeah, make the most of it when you are in an accelerator, uh, yeah. because you're giving away equity. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Yeah, so that's why I joined the Blue Chili Stockland Accelerator. Um, Is there another question I forgot to answer?
0: I think, no, that was was a, yeah, a very thorough answer to that question. And, um, yeah, so access to the network and and the importance of uh, incubating yourself um, and surrounding yourself with the people that have access to the network and the connections, yeah.
2: Yeah, so, uh, uh, okay, may may I uh, add uh, as well, you know, Okay, the accelerator uh, gives you a structure as well. They force you to follow mm-hmm. the lean startup um, um, approach. So you are not going to spend, you know, six months in your garage um, to develop something that you are proud of. And then, tada, da uh, what I'm going to do with that? Okay, let's think about the marketing and think about having my first user. No, no. So... The, the the rule and the funny thing is that you should be ashamed about your first version of your product uh, when you present it to the first user. Uh, yeah. If you are not ashamed, that means actually you s- it's too late. <laughs> you That's right. spend too yeah. much time on it. Um, so yeah, they make sure that you follow the lean startup process, um, that you work on your most critical. Uh, topic initially so what could be devastating if you know you don't address this specific topic uh, in the in um, in your in your project so yeah just help you to yeah. set the priority uh, what to do how to de-risk uh, how to build um, your first you know website or app how to get your first uh, users so you get help to to build your your product and your marketing you get guidance, yeah, and then it's up yeah. to you to build your team.
0: Yeah, so yeah, you get access to the network and also to the you know the the books and the theory of of how to roll out your your plan while being mentored, which it's great. Um, if you know we have some listeners out there that are on the verge of launching their own company or their own business. But you know they kind of scared of entering uh, the realm the realm of entrepreneurship because maybe they're about to tackle um, a long established industry maybe like uh, the the real estate industry would be would you um, what would be the toolkit for you know that person to put put herself out there and you know figure things out of on 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 how to go because you went through an accelerator would you recommend that way of proceeding?
2: Um, all right, so first, an accelerator, you, you need to be selected. So it's not because you've got an idea that you say, okay, I'm going to join an accelerator. No, you, you, you need, to, it's, it's a contest. Um, so if you are not at the point where you are eligible to join an accelerator, because you can join an accelerator at different stage, you know, idea stage, uh, there are not much accelerator now at this stage. Uh, or you, know, you, you have a minimum viable product, or you've got your first users, then it's, it's a scale up. So a different stage of, of business. If you are, to come back to your question, just thinking about your idea and how can I progress on that, um, what I uh, tell people is that actually there are plenty of um, documentation online uh, on that topic. And if you need one uh, vector for now, I would say just go to startupu.io. It's an online portal that helps you. Actually, it's a virtual accelerator. Um, I think Blue Chili is behind that. Uh, And it helps you to turn your startup idea into a real-life business. Step by step, uh, it's a virtual accelerator for me. Um, I don't know if there is a cost for, for that, but at least, yeah, you've got access to a freemium offer something like this um, and this is a good alternative to join an accelerator and you do that you know on your own time um, you can do that you know over three years if you want to spend a lot of time on it but yeah it's uh, a la carte uh, on demand <laughs> at home <laughs> remote accelerator um, yeah so that's that's my uh, takeaway uh, for people who are thinking about starting something now in terms of toolkits um, i would say go to the website startup u the letter u .io. this is a kind of online uh, accelerator on demand that helps you turn your startup id into a real life business um, yeah it's it's a very first step if uh, you think you are not eligible yet to join an accelerator and the toolkit, uh, what you will learn, just, just a few things, uh, yeah, helping you to define the problem. Everything starts with a problem. If you find a good problem, um, everything will be easier later. So find a problem which is very painful to a lot of people, and um, things should be simple if you find that. Um, then don't focus on the solution first it's not because you know how to do something you are going to do a project using these skills or this knowledge um, I kind of did that a little bit with SafeMate. and uh, that just lead to a, a very long time and pivot and pivots. So start really with the problem, 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 uh, problem and then speak about it. Don't be shy. Don't, don't think about oh, everybody's going to steal my ID. That's not true. Uh, IDs are, you know, everywhere. Everybody's got the, almost the same IDs. It's about the execution, how you are going to make things differently. Um, so execution is a uh, key. And so you've got your pain, you've got a problem, you've got, um, your idea, you speak about, uh, your idea with people and yeah, get, try to get traction, your early user interview in a way. Um, so that you, you, you can feel a sense if you are, if you've got something or not. So yeah, that's, uh, the very first, I would say days of a startup, uh,
1: to mm-hmm. do these things. Great. So yeah, look at the program and, and test and, and go to close to the people that, are uh, that may need uh, your product or service. Uh, thank you. Thank you very much, Evan. In terms of platforms. So, um, you have a, a beautiful platform, um, that is live, um, on image.com.au. Um, and people can, uh, either sellers, um, can, uh, um, put the property or buyers can express their interest or how going so far uh, in terms of traction. Do you have any insight for us that you can disclose?
2: Yes, 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 yes. So we just mm-hmm. launched the version 3 of Early Match uh, one week ago. Um, you know, Startup Journey, uh, it's about uh, iteration. So um, we keep improving our uh, platform to make it um, enjoyable for buyers and sellers. To uh, register the, their expression of interest to buy or sell, and, and to make sure actually our message is getting across that they understand what we are doing, which is actually incredibly difficult. Um, so yeah, we try to move things around to to make sure that people get it. Uh, so yeah, so for sellers, it's uh, we 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 are now on. Um, uh, on a message that you know we we help them to give uh, them visibility to so to their property uh, without being disclosed publicly. So it's very private, discreet. They just tell us, okay, I'm thinking about selling in six months, nine months, one year. Uh, this kind of property. Um, then we match that with buyers trying to buy the similar um, features at the same time. So, yeah, we, we have um, a differentiation, which is a time, uh, you know, on domain and real estate, it's only properties right now. And with early match, you can find off-market um, opportunities uh, based on, you know, a new dimension, which is a time. Uh, so, yeah, how it goes. So, yeah, so we just relaunched our marketing communication this week. Yeah, as you know, the market is very, very hot at the moment. So many may- buyers desperate to get something but not much um, offers but still uh, under the level of buyers and this is why we've got a lot of traction because we are the only one actually to know what is going to be on the market in the coming months so we are building up uh, the stock and we are even helping sellers to actually test the market maybe they they're not keen to sell right now, right now. But if they've got the right offer, it, makes, it may uh, help them to make make up their mind. Um, so, yeah, we, we're creating opportunities uh, because we are not asking any commitment in the, initially to, to sellers. So they can be exposed and pick if it's a good offer.
1: Perfect. I'm uh, glad to hear that uh, you have some... Uh, Traction and um, yeah, I can imagine that uh, there's a lot of uh, people willing to buy and in areas more than others. Uh, not to mention, for example, mainly <laughs> where I think everyone would like to to have property. Um, you say often we and um, we 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 have someone in common called Jean Cherrier um, that has, that you know very well and that has been working with you, you now for a year or maybe a bit more. Um, she has extensive experience reporting startups and larger firms in the growth. Can you tell us a bit more about your collaboration and how do you complement each other?
2: Uh, yeah, sure. So, yeah, Diana started almost, yes, one year ago. Um, and so she has done a uh, compulsory uh, training uh, to get a license as well. Uh, so, yeah, it has been a, a learning curve because she was not part of the industry like me. So, uh, But we are totally um, different because I'm more the tech side, industry side, and she's more on marketing and sales side. So, different skills. So, it works very well together. So, I'm, I'm and I knew Diane before and I always wish we could uh, work together. This time has arrived, and uh, I'm very glad that I'm working with Diane. Oh day-to-day business, uh, uh, so another maybe advice here. Actually, I did not uh, repeat uh, uh, the mistake of the past, so uh, this time I'm, I've not been uh, listening the advice of you uh, potential investors who ask me to have a team, full team around me, uh, full time team. So this time it's more an on a remote team uh, on demand. So Diane and me are the only one working um, on a daily basis on early match. And then we've got uh, people uh, working on the product development. So I do the IIT project management with them. Uh, and so we've got yeah, one, two, three, three eight people around us, uh, working on marketing, um, backend, frontend, DevOps, digital, uh, social media, uh, what else, uh, yes, design, uh, Yeah, so <laughs> all what you need <laughs> to build a startup, and <laughs> um, yeah, so that's, that's our team, yeah, roughly uh, eight, ten people now.
0: Yeah, a team that we, we we're guessing is gonna is gonna grow as fast as the market probably even more. Um Thanks Ivan uh, for giving us this perspective on um on everything we have touched on. I guess we wanna focus a little bit on you know the, the man behind the entrepreneur. Um uh, you know this famous question we, we we get asked, I don't know if that's the case anymore. I haven't had a job interview like with an HR consulting firm in ages, but where do you see yourself in five years? Uh, where the question uh, in your case will be: Where do you see the future of the prop tech industry in five years? Where would you see early match in that picture?
2: I think I see early match in that picture. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, uh, for sure. Um, all right. So with COVID, a lot of uh, prop tech startups have emerged. There, there was definitely a boost of adoption of digital solution real estate in Australia. For me, yeah, has not uh, accomplished uh, its a digital transformation. You know, processes that are you know two or three decades old. Um, and step by step, uh, a lot of startups are tackling a specific uh, problem. And this is a, another takeaway: if you want to have quick traction, your problem must be as well so painful and specific. Um, uh so a niche a niche problem uh, is good. Um, and so yeah, from property management to um, IT support to agents to uh, marketing pre- automatic marketing presentation, yeah, a lot of tools have emerged in that space to make their life easier. Um, yeah, so yeah, digital transformation is happening in real estate in Australia. So, much more products are coming on the market.
0: yeah, so it's about to to move for sure. Um, before we wrap up this episode, there's one last question that we'd like to uh, to ask to our guests uh, just to reflect on you know your personality, I guess. What gets you to wake up every morning
2: uh my kids. <laughs> Yeah, yeah.
0: than me. <laughs> I think that's the most uh, straightforward answer we've had so far. Thank you.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, okay. So wh- when, you are p- okay. when you are passionate about something, this is another key as well for uh, successful startups. You must be passionate about the, the problem you, you are trying to solve because it's going to be tough. It's going to be very difficult. You are going to have a lot of lows. And if you don't have... Uh, a connection or enough energy to to be able to tackle this moment you you will be gone very, very quickly this is you know a, you know a mindset attitude uh, in the founder you know if you give up uh, to the first difficulty uh, yeah don't don't bother uh, there will be many many difficulties and more difficult uh, the one uh, and the others so yeah, being motivated uh, definitely helps uh, to um, get up in the morning. And I would say for my part, because I'm not a very early person, um, I'm more late. Uh, so it's uh, how can you have the energy to stay very late at night and yeah, working uh, until 1, 2 a.m. Um, so, yeah, that's uh, my time zone <laughs> for me. Yeah. Uh, and then that's uh, my kids uh, who are pushing me out of bed uh, um, in the morning. So that's uh, that's my answer.
0: Perfect. That's the, the night owl of early match. That's a great way to wrap up this podcast. Uh, thank you uh, a lot, uh, Evan, for everything we, we've touched on. Uh, it's really exciting mm-hmm. to share this uh, podcast and the perspective on what uh, Australian people are, um, you know, f- very focused about at the moment is uh, getting a house or moving house or moving into state, um, <laughs> just relocating. It's very interesting to have this uh, in-depth analysis of uh, how to penetrate in long-established industries such as the, the real estate market. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Thank you. Key things uh, as well for uh, listeners: uh, there is a, a framework if you want to start something. If you take something that already exists and do it. Faster, cheaper, or better. And
0: in is our a, a reference to Death Punk. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Epilogue. Epilogue.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, in our situation, we do things differently, uh, mm-hmm. cheaper because it's 0.6 instead of 2.2% commission. Uh, faster, definitely not because this is the issue to to do think, things thing fast. At the end uh attracts a lot of marketing fees so we do things in advance with um less marketing efforts um so yeah do things differently over approach um it will be uh, easier than in your messaging when you do marketing
1: thank you very much evan has been uh very interesting and and hopefully um yeah people will follow uh uh wesley your, your advisor when when the lunch um um their own company um what is the best way for people to contact you evan is it uh, through linkedin yeah
2: you can send me a connection on linkedin or send me an email on ewan at earlymatch.com.au
1: wonderful thank you very much evan
0: thank you thank you evan thank you